Alien Thoughts. All right. Um, well, well, welcome back. We have a special guest tonight. Hello. A very special guest. We do have a guest. Who, is, who is our guest? AZ. AZ. Like Amazon? <laughs> Sorry. We're in a no, no. We're in one of those modes, people. Just just oh I'm I'm speaking really loud and oh my chair is making noise. Um we're we're at a level here that there's been some It's late. Yeah, and we're we've been laughing a lot. So bear with us. We'll we'll get the momentum going here in a moment. Yeah, we have with us uh Jordan Butler, our dear friend. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Jordan B. Peterson for a second. We just we just went and saw him, listened to him do a little speech tonight. Um, and maybe we could even talk about that a little bit. Yeah. You know, we were going through and trying to figure out what our topic for discussion. We have was lots tonight. to discuss tonight. So. All right. The big question is: Do you think the means or the end is more important? Huh, Jordan? What do, What do you think? <laughs> Does it matter how you get somewhere as long as you're there, or is the journey more important than the destination? Let's, let's, let's get real about that. Uh, straight off the cuff, it's the journey is more important than the end destination to me. Because the end destination isn't... But it doesn't matter if you don't have a journey along the way. But to have a meaningful journey, you have to at least have a destination in mind. Uh, yeah, that has to be a yin and a yang. Is this specifically talking about your life? Or can it be applied to you know, whatever you like? Cooking, making That's, cookies. Well, the very first thing that came to mind for me is that there are plenty of times in life where you just need an outcome. Mm. And that you'll take any means of getting that done, oftentimes as quickly as possible to get an outcome. Um, there are things that need to be optimized or done at work or whatever that there is no joy to be had in the journey. Stuff just needs to get done. But then if you're talking about life only, like your own personal life and personal journey, then I think it's a different conversation. I guess, I guess then the question is, is there more meaning to be found in the journey than the destination, even in those like seemingly mundane tasks? It's like at work, like getting, getting something done, right? Like you get done and you get the reward, but then you look back and the things that you did do that equates to some value, and is that more valuable than where you ended up? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think you'd have to have... Well, my question is, is what, isn't there meaning in everything? And we choose to apply what meaning there, each thing has. So like in Jordan's example of the doing these tasks that are... You're just going to do them because they need to get done. Like... You, there's no joy. Well, maybe the the meaning from that is the joy wasn't the purpose of that, but it was to learn something about that. I don't mm. know if I'm making well, sense. Well, and, and not everything is stimulating. I mean, I don't think that your your brain is supposed to be in some state of learning slash joy slash improvement all the time. Sometimes to get lunch in your mouth, you just go into a mode that you've been in a thousand times, which is to just make a sandwich. Right. And that's accomplishing the task that needs to be done. And maybe there's no particular joy in that in that way, but that's not intended to be a joy spike every day. Yeah. That's just making a sandwich. 
But the, my, my thought that came about life is if you say life, like, I tend to be one who thinks that, like, the only way you appreciate or recognize the progress you make is because of what you've experienced on your journey. Right. If you haven't experienced more things, then how can you, how can you have any contrast for where you were and where you are now? That's true. Well, and I, I, like, I think, too, like, of what, what we heard tonight about having a goal and your emotional state, you experience positive or negative emotions relative to how close something brings you to your goal or how far away it keeps you from your goal. So it's like, I feel like the value of the means is affected by, is relative to the goal you have. Like, you have to have a goal to have the means be meaningful. And then I think the journey, the journey becomes more important only if you have a goal that you're moving towards. I don't, I don't know. Which goes back to the, we, ulti- we have to have a goal in a sense. Because if you're not tr- striving towards something, you're going towards nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I find it interesting that what you said, Jordan, of, of we were sure. talking about value and then you equate joy to value. Which is mm. kind of cool. Kind of interesting that you took it that way. Well, I think that um, this is something that I probably talk to each of you about because I, I think about it a lot, which is this idea of like, what does happiness mean? What does contentment mean? Mm. What does pleasure actually mean? What does joy mean? And like most of us are striving for contentment. We're striving to live somewhere within a, a reasonable margin where our highs aren't too high and our lows aren't too low. And then there will be occasional spikes. You'll have a big spike of sadness or a big spike of pleasure. And, and those things are meant to be lived like short term outside of the margin. And then you try to get back into the margin, right? And so I think that in that sense, and also I think that it takes many people a good portion of their life, a quarter, a third, a half of their life to understand what that means for them, how to stay in that pocket. And, but it's only... Yeah through your life experiences along the way that you start to develop what that means for you. Well, and I think that develops an ever-changing pocket that you mm-hmm. try to stay in. Mm-hmm. Because I guess in when I, where I was at 18 versus where I am now and the, the yeah. pocket that I had then versus the pocket I have now is ever-developing and ever-changing. Yeah. Which is necessary as we strive for that goal that we're trying to accomplish, right? That we're always striving for that transcendent, um, optimized state, whatever that is. Yeah, a zigzagging, zigzagging pattern of trying to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, too, there's, like, there's an element of, like, I think that insinuates that there's, like, an element of intentionality in the amount of extremes we allow ourselves, like, on the high end or the low end, and how big that pocket is, right? Like, you have to be intentional about making those choices. Um, I don't know. To, Which, I think, going back, towards, yeah. going back to Jordan's point of, like, being int- intentional all the time is exhausting. That's true. I don't think that... I, you're not you're not meant to run at a full sprint all the time. Which and I don't think you can. Well, right. I mean, potentially you could, right? If you worked up to where you you built your blocks, your building blocks such that 
as you started to do the one basic thing that you could do and you slowly or constantly but that's your overall life that's what you were trying to accomplish and i think there's always like there's an equilibrium that must be met no matter what so if you spend 50 percent of your time running as fast as you can and as hard as you can and you're on that high swing you're gonna 50 percent of the time swing on the low side too Mm -hmm. to make up for that to, to balance it out and i think that's why you want to have that pocket in the middle of that's the majority of contentment and just have these one-off like extreme highs and extreme lows so that you can which and i think you need those i think you need extremes to help you grow right and and if you're not on a journey which throws things at you and makes you deal with them then how would you experience the highs and lows so it's only by being on a journey experiencing time you know they say like old people are smarter because they've just lived longer yeah they've just been through more stuff Right? They've figured out how to solve problems for longer than you have. And I think it, to some extent that's a, a nice sentiment. But like thinking about the window of contentment too, you can't control everything that bounces you around either. And so like if you get cancer, like you're allowed to be sad about that. You should be sad about that and you should let yourself feel that way. Experience. But then the, the idea, and this is like a big part of like, stoicism let's say emotional resilience and emotional intelligence is the idea of you can't you you don't want a life where you just wallow beneath your threshold forever you know a person should should feel feelings completely feel the sadness and then should be able to get back up to some level of just moving forward yeah i think you get better at that the more stuff you have to deal with yeah and i think i think to that point maybe to shake up that question like when you talk about means or ends, I don't, I think life, life is means. There's no end, like what is the end you're searching for? Like when you arrive at a goal, you don't just fall over and die and your life is done. So it's like your life is a journey and that journey is always the means. You're working towards something always, but like I don't think you're gonna get to some end, right? No matter what, you'll always be working towards something which makes the means the only and again I think this question applies differently depending on how how much consequence there is with the goal you're talking about yeah because if you say my goal is to make a sandwich and have lunch well we can get there if my goal is to raise self-sufficient kind children yeah then that is what puts you on a journey yeah now you've entered into a journey where you're going to have successes and failures. You're going to have teachable moments. You're going to have moments where they learn from you or you learn from them. You're going to have embarrassments. You're going to have hurt feelings. You're going to have all these things as you try to help mold these people yeah. with this end goal in mind that will require a journey to end up there. Yeah, I think I think there's different levels or different aspects of it, right? You You made the... You said the example of making a sandwich, and it's like, well, if you asked a three-year-old to make that same sandwich, and conceptually, if you were, you know, your intelligent level, was it at the level of a three-year-old? Say, mm-hmm. you know, even as an adult, your ability to emotionally, in certain situations, handle them, you could be as a three-year-old, right? So making that sandwich that may seem so easy and simple to one may be the most difficult and extreme thing to another. Um, Circumstances. Huge- which... Circumstance, yeah, back to the, we're all in, to, to subscribe or to blanket 
a generality across multiple individuals is, I mean, not something you should be doing as it relates to people's journey. And so, do you, would you say that the so to clarify what you're saying, Jordan? Like, do you think that the the scope of something is what determines if the means or the ends is more is more meaningful, more important? Like if it's a long-term goal, a long-term thing, right? Then that journey, the means is going to be the most valuable. Mm-hmm. But if it's a short-term goal, like I'm going to make a sandwich, then then the means is like garbage. Like it doesn't even matter. Like not that much. I just think you you know you would deserve to ask the question again each time you have an example and like yeah. re-examine what your answer is. There's this thing that I've, like that. that I've said before and I like as an example about parenting is that um, every parent is maybe like, well, I, I got to take my kids to Disneyland. I want to take my kids to Disney. And then when everybody gets to Disney, mom and dad are like on their phones and the kids are pissed off again because they're fighting and mom and dad aren't super engaged. So the question was, was getting to Disney what the family needed or or is like your kids want you to be involved, right? So you get to Disney and then you're going to have a great time if mom and dad are involved and present. And so I've made the argument that like your kids don't want to go to Disney World with you. They want you to be present. They would have just as much fun playing Uno in the hotel sometimes as they would doing this right. big thing. And so that is part of it. It's like Disneyland's the destination, but being present with your children there is the journey. It's the reason yeah. why that's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So I, I think, I don't know, and I, I love like talking about intentionality because I feel like that's that's the difference, right? It's it's an intentional. You're being accountable and intentional about how you take that journey mm-hmm. that makes it meaningful, rather than just, you know, getting to Disney and I mean I don't know who goes to Disney and just gets on their phone. That's messed up, but you know, happens. Well, and I guess to find intention, maybe those parents in that situation on their phone, that's, that is their intention. They got their kids to that location. Yeah. What's, I guess then the question is, is how are they going to change their intention or what should their attention be given the, the variable nature of their situation of weird and, I, and yeah I guess that depends on where they're at as far as what is it they want are they wanting are they wanting the togetherness that it brings yeah or are they fulfilling some unfulfilled desire from their childhood that they never got and so it's totally selfish to get their kids to Disneyland I, I don't and know. then when they get there the stresses and all that from their yeah, childhood I don't know what they're getting on their is. phone is the only thing that they can do and yeah <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, the reason why you're doing something is always, you know, a wild card. Yeah. Are you going to Disneyland for your family? Are you going to make sure that you can put a ton of crap on Instagram this week? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it because your neighbors went? Are you doing it because other other people who you perceive as more successful than you go to Disneyland? I mean, there's a, there's a million reasons why one would be motivated right. to go. Or to do anything, for that matter. Mm-hmm. I think we should do an episode on why... Why do you go to Disneyland? Why do you go to Disneyland? <laughs> why, why do you go I to hate Disneyland. Disneyland. <gasps> I said it. Blasphemy. I said it. You keep this right on the podcast. It's the most magical place on earth, everybody. Don't it worry. was awful. We went for our honeymoon. 
And <laughs> what were your expectations at Disneyland? I don't know, but I did. I mean, let's, yeah. Let's dig deep. We into don't, don't need to dig into this. It's just, <laughs> it was. It was awful. No, I mean, I, I can see the purpose and the fun and the joy behind it, but I guess I don't get joy and I, I just don't. I, I, I will share this. This was really funny. We took our, when we took our girls to Disney World in October, it was in October, and it was so hot. And it was, like, we were baking and we were, it was sticky and baking sweaty cookies. and, oh, dude, we were all baking cookies. <laughs> We were all making cookies. It was so hot. And then we had, like, out of nowhere in the middle of the afternoon, it's like 175 degrees outside, and it started to rain. Like, just, like, warm, sweaty rain. Yeah. And Jocelyn, <laughs> Jocelyn who's my 8-year-old, she turns to me and she's like, Dad, I am done with this! <laughs> She was like complaining all day, and then it started raining, and she was, she's legitimately, she's like, I want to go home. I was like, yeah. oh man, she was over it, man. This is not, yeah. not the magical experience I, mean, I had planned. How many, how many times in life when we're just the normal life, you're just like, I'm done with this. Yeah, I want to be done. <laughs> and well, check out, please. The journey that day, not grand. <laughs> yeah, I think another kind of cool point to think about is. Um, you don't choose to go on a journey. The journey happens to you. That's true. So there is no, like, I'm setting out on a journey. Like, you're already on it. Yeah. The intentionality happens with, like, how you do yeah, it. Yeah. Maybe there's, like, a push pin in your journey where you're marking on a calendar where some other part of the journey started. Mm-hmm. But you're on your journey now. You're not waiting for that to happen. You're yeah. sitting mm-hmm. in it now. And so feeling like that, that's why I think maybe a question like this is a reset point for people or a motivator to examine more closely their, what they're doing. It's probably a question you should ask yourself once every three months or something just to like yeah. think it over. Where am I going? What am I doing? Love it. What's the purpose behind this? Okay. I can get there. Yeah. I ain't going to Disneyland. But. Well, I guess to, here's a, a, a relatable one. Like, I think a good example of this idea is a road trip. Because when you set out on your road trip, you're going to the place you're going. But oftentimes, I mean, we've all been on a road trip that was awesome. Yeah, the road trip is the fun part. Because we love the people we're with, or we go to cool stops, or you have great lunch, or you have Sour Patch Kids, or whatever the memory is along the way of, of that. Like, the road trip is the really fun part. Yeah. In a lot of cases. 100%. Darren looks like he's ready to just spout some more wisdom. No. I, uh, yeah, I mean, the examine, I didn't hear a word you said. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was too focused on the, the microphone. You know what's a great movie? That's mm-hmm. always been one of my favorites. I cry at the end every time. Is The Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, I love that movie. It's a great movie. I haven't seen it it's a long time. And that is an example of this man being on a journey, right? Yeah. It's hard to say whether or not there were a lot of times where he thought he was joyful on his journey, mm-hmm. but he improved on his journey. Mm-hmm. The only reason he got to the destination was because he made the most of the journey. Right? Right, There's like these right. scenes where he's like going through his 
stock market textbook while his son is sleeping on his chest in the men's bathroom of the subway or whatever that scene is, right? right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, he took advantage of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, and I know this is a fictional story. Well, it's about a real guy, right? It's, it's based I, on yeah, a true story. It's based so on it's it. like, the idea is, at some point, you also have to acknowledge that your journey will not be pleasant all the time. And that your job is to make the most of whatever juncture you're at in it. And right. do the most well, practical thing. Isn't that right. where the you're going to learn, too? Like right. you, Yeah. Yeah. The intentionality in the journey that you put forth is what makes it meaningful and interesting like no one wants to watch a movie where a guy walks in and gets a job that's dumb right <laughs> that's, that's the dumbest movie ever but watching that movie like seeing his journey seeing the choices he made along the way that made it happen for himself like seeing the meaning like that's great and then he gets the job and you're like yeah that's awesome but what was entertaining was like seeing the intention yeah seeing all that well, the progress and, and and there's the element of like how can you know pleasure if you haven't had pain mm -hmm. right. how can you know what it feels like to be so grateful you're not sleeping on a men's bathroom in a subway if you've never slept on a men's bathroom in a subway mm -hmm. in a men's bathroom True. so so much of life is getting to a low thinking like anything step up from that you can now be really grateful for mm -hmm. and then when you get really high you get kind of full of yourself your ego gets in the way Maybe you've trained yourself enough along your journey too, or maybe you haven't yet and you have an opportunity on your journey to let yeah. your ego get in the way and feel the ill effects of that's, being too arrogant and then you're brought back down to the middle again. So you can learn at either end. That's interesting because right? I feel like that, that highlights the value of the lows in a way that nothing else does. Because I think we all try to avoid the lows, even though we know we have to have the high extremes and the high lows or the, yeah the extreme highs and the extreme lows, I think we always try to avoid the extreme lows, but the va they have as much value as the, as the highs. Mm -hmm. I think we're, yeah, we're, we're good. Um, but they have as much value as the highs. Like it's the lower, the lower you fall on certain things, the higher your potential for your, your highs, right? Like I think the, some of the happiest most positive people I know are people that have gone through some of the hardest things I've heard of. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, is that they have experienced this polar extreme, mm -hmm. which allows them to get to this polar extreme on the other end. Like, Right. It's interesting. That's a good example, good thing to remember when going through trials. Yeah. But as your circumstances change throughout your life, too, the sensitivity and the, the wiggle room between high and low sometimes... It, it, it evolves. What I mean right. by that is if you get to a place where, let's say, hypothetically, you have enough income that you just go out to a, a nice restaurant every night of the week. But then like one night you're in a hurry or your car breaks down, and you have to walk to the McDonald's. Well, now McDonald's is lower. You know, it's impressing you less than it used to. Yeah. But let's say in a, in a past part of your life, five years before that, you were so broke that you were eating bologna sandwiches without mayonnaise because you couldn't afford mayonnaise. Walking to McDonald's would have been a treat. And walking to McDonald's would have changed that whole like week for you. Would have been yeah. such a positive experience. Mm -hmm. So there are massive highs and there are massive lows, but there's also a big gap between those things yeah. on either end of the spectrum that where your expectations are at any given moment yeah. is really important. Well, and I think if the example of winning the lottery... Oh, if yeah. you're 
and that I think that's where it maybe maybe opposite of what you're just saying and the fact that well and it may not either let's explore that because you you instantly go rich where you're not in that situation you weren't in the situation and now you're rich I think you'll find yourself back in the prior situation because you haven't built up and worked through and progressed to the point where you could be rich yeah if that makes sense so that you're still you're you're high and you're low or close together because it's only a matter of time and that money's going to be gone and you're going to be back to right where you were trying to go through that journey. Mm-hmm. Most likely. I mean, it's possible that you don't, but yeah, I don't know. Is there some statistic out there that says like the number of people that win the lottery actually go bankrupt or something? And it's a high number, high percentage. Yeah. Well, there's also the once you have stuff, once you have everything you ever wanted, the only thing that can happen to you next is that you lose something. Mm-hmm. Lose is inherently a negative word. Mm-hmm. But if you've bought all the nicest cars and you don't need any, then the worst that can happen is one could break down, be stolen, etc. So now you've set up a plane where the only next event is negative. Yeah. If you eat at Ruth's Chris every night, then all you're waiting for is an event on that timeline that pushes below that threshold, Which not above really- it. That would suck, because then you just live in constant anxiety and fear of losing something. Yeah. Because you have nowhere to go but down. And then you go down. You have a rich person (laughs) who has 12 exotic cars, and it would be heartbreaking to them to lose one. That's how valuable it is to them. But in a past version of their life, you know, like, they would have been fine with any, like, a a loss. A Or, yeah, (laughs) or they wouldn't have even been thinking about that, right? They would just be, like, so grateful to have anything. Hmm. So that's then I hope, you, you know, as you go along, then you're building that mentality of the Chinese farmer, right? Yeah. And that's part of the purpose and intention, being intentional, intentional with how you're learning and developing that when you get to those spots, then it's like, oh, you just lost a, you know, a million dollars on that investment. That did, that must suck. Well, maybe, mm-hmm. but it could have taught me something as well. Sure. Yeah. It, I think it, yeah, that highlights the importance of accountability and managing your life in such a way that you you maintain a balance, right? Like, you don't want to be so irresponsible that you have nothing and you're destitute and miserable all the time. Mm-hmm. But you also don't want to be at a point where you're honestly like the only word, only place to go is down, right? Yeah. Like that's not a healthy place either. Well, I think expectations, right? right. So it's a mental you, thing. If you don't want to open up a whole new topic, you save it for another one. But like. Your expectations are so vitally important throughout throughout your life. Yeah, you know I think it's um, well, you know Rain Wilson plays Dwight Schrute. Yeah, um, he said in an interview, he said like, "What's been the secret to the, your your career? Or like, what is, what is um, what do you claim is something that's helped you along the way?" And he just said, "I always kept my expectations of the world really low." I don't think I'm owed anything. I don't think I'm entitled to anything. I don't think anyone owes anything to me and my expectations are low. But yeah. my drive is high. My focus is high for the things I want to achieve. Well, and so I can push towards something but also keep my expectations low. Yeah. Should we... Dude, should we, should we wrap this one and talk about that on another one? I like that. I think we could go on that one. You're in control, sir. You're calm, man. Let's, well, let's hit that space bar. Um, yeah, we can wrap that one. Well, we, you don't have to say goodbye to Jordan Butler yet. We'll have him on the next one.
Yeah. See you later.